The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. It's well-balanced conversation. On Talk 94.5. All right. Well, I woke up Vince Everett Ellison. Ah, maybe he was already up. He was up, working out, yeah. doing push-ups. Come <laughs> he on. He said he was trying to call, but we didn't answer. But oh. I, I didn't know. It was blinking when we were doing our little live read on Elko. Oh, so maybe he'll call now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him All I'm right. ready. Got my All eyes right. on it. All right. Uh, I have to give him the right phone number to make sure. So he was calling. Yes, I did see it. Just, just tell him we were on the air and I couldn't answer, and I will, I'm ready. All right. I'm typing in the number again so he can call it another day. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, maybe Vince Everett Ellison will join us. This is exciting. Um, I like it. Yeah. I followed his podcast. If you go on to his podcast um, on Spotify, it's the Vince Ellison Show. Um, and he is, um, you know, uh, the first one is about the truth about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, I think Vince Everett Ellison is uh, calling in right now. This is very exciting. All right, let's put him on, Nikki. I don't want to run out of time here. All right, so joining us right now, uh, he is an author and he has a new podcast out. It is Vince Everett Ellison. Good morning. Hey, Liz, how you doing? Good. Well, I'm. I, I said I probably didn't wake him up. He's probably working out. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've been up. I've been up for two hours. Thank you. Okay, I figured that. All right, Vince. Um, today, you know, we were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we were. Um, I read a little bit from your article uh, from a couple of years ago in um, First Thinker. I mean, American Thinker, and you have a new podcast out on this exact topic about the truth about Martin Martin Luther King Jr. Can you tell us? Um, you know, give us your synopsis. Well, yeah, it, it, it pains me to have to um, uh, talk about this. As you know, I talked about it in my documentary. Well, you go to hell for me. And it was um, um, a painful topic for me because I grew up as Martin Luther King Jr. as an icon in, in, in my household. Um, but I kept looking at the black community and I thought it was going backwards. And I had to ask the question, where did we go wrong? Mm-hmm. And um, I started, you know, reading my Bible. And the Bible said that... Uh, you know a tree by fruit it bears. Mm-hmm. You can't get good fruit from a rotten tree or bad fruit from a good tree. Each tree and this fruit be after its own. And when I looked at the black community and saw the condition that it was in, I said, well, if the fruit is rotten, the tree had to be rotten. So I went back and started looking at the civil rights movement. And I started doing research, and I started looking at Martin Luther King Jr. I had a dream speech. I was at the Rain Motel, and they were looping the speech on a monitor. Really? And I, and, and I was wondering why... These young black men were so angry in 2019. You know, Kaepernick them was kneeling. Everybody was angry. They were rioting. And, you know, I was born on a cotton plantation, and I wasn't upset. My father was a poor black man that came up from the South. He wasn't upset. Why were these young black people so upset? And I heard King say something in that speech that rocked my world. I'd heard this speech a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But when I heard it this time, I said, this is the problem. King said 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That was a lie. I was born free. My freedom came from God. According to John Locke and our Declaration of Independence, my freedom is an unalienable right. It is irrevocable, non-transferable, and unsellable, mm-hmm. given to me by God. Government cannot touch it. But King, in his I Have a Dream speech, said that we come to Washington to ask the government for our freedom. In that speech, he said five times that we were not free. 
And even at the end of the speech, as you know, there was this old refrain where he said, on some certain day we'll be free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. And I said, there's a poison pill. Black people now believe that they have to go to government for their freedom. We make these children recite this speech every year on his birthday in school. He asked the question in the speech. They asked, when will we be satisfied? He said, we will never be satisfied. Not until justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Well, that's a communist concept that says continuous revolution, never satisfied. Mm. But our Christian religion tells us that if we keep our minds on Christ, we're always going to be satisfied. He'll keep us in perfect peace. So Jesus gives us our freedom. King says we're not free. Jesus gives us our peace. King says don't be peaceful. And then he tells us that he had a dream that one day his full children will not be judged by the color of their skin. Well, I'm saying, what's the wrong with the color of my skin? And my Christian faith tells me that I'm not to be concerned about how man sees me at all. I'm supposed to be concerned about how I'm seen by God and how I see myself. My job is to love you. My job is to love you. Whether you lie on me, whether you hate me, I can't control how you feel about me. My job is to love you. So King Gan uh, contradicted our Christian religion by telling us we should be concerned about how man views us. Now, I should walk behind some racist asking them not to judge me by the color of my skin. No, never me. He asked us to do something that was impossible. And they just changed the minds of people about who we are. And then he told us that we need to protest. We need to aggravate. We need to do sit-in. Well, our Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians that there are 11 people that will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And the last one he talked about was the extortionist, a person that uses threats, coercion, sit-ins, boycotts, stalking people, aggravating folks to get what they want. No, we Christians are supposed to change your heart. Mm-hmm. And this is why black people are still at the bottom of every socioeconomic condition in America, because we use the tool of the devil to get what we wanted, coercion. We didn't change the hearts of people. We put a gun to their head. We used law. We used government to get it done. And we went backwards. And, we, and, and, and since the Civil Rights Movement, we flatlined. Before the Civil Rights Movement, between 1940 and 1960, we dropped our poverty rate in the black community from, from 80% to 30%. We integrated football, basketball, baseball, heavyweight champion of the world without any protest. Black people were moving, and then the Marxists wanted us, and we flatlined. Mm-hmm. So all of, all of my research comes from uh, books written by Democrats, written by um, uh, a guy by, by, by the name of David, uh, David Garrow. His book got the Pulitzer Prize, called Baron the Cross. Mm-hmm. Taylor Branch's book got the Pulitzer Prize. It was called American King Years. Jackie Onassis, Ralph Abernathy. I think this guy by the name of Jonathan Eggs just did a, a book on King. All of my information comes from Democrats and socialists. They love King. But the books talk about how he bought prostitutes, not saving their souls. No, 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 no. Buying prostitutes and running trains on them with other black preachers. Wow. Talk about him being a drunk. Yeah, talk about he had 45 girlfriends. He was just this immoral individual. And so you add his public life mm-hmm. with, his, with, his, with his public life and his private life, and then you look at the condition of black people and where it bought us. We're at the bottom of everything. Homeownership, bottom. Crime. We make up 60% of the crime in America, even though we make up about 12% of the population. The black family destroyed, black economy destroyed, black politics destroyed, black churches apostate. He led us down a path, but we're at the bottom of everything. 
And that's why he celebrated. And that's why the left loves him. Because as long as we vote 90% for the Democratic Party, he did his job. Vince, I-, I was wondering, and we're speaking with Vince Everett Ellison. He has a new podcast that just launched. You can find it on Spotify, The Vince Ellison Show. Um, I-, I have to ask you, you know, with all of these things that were happening, like even at the Lorraine Hotel the night before he died with the prostitutes and all this, or women, I don't even know if they were prostitutes, but were they trying to entrap him by giving him in in like giving him all these things that he, you know, that, uh, you know, a man would supposedly want and, and try to do what they were doing. You know, Madison Cawthorn, a representative out of North Carolina, talked about it, baiting people, um, p- p- Jeffrey Epstein, putting them in compromising situations so they own them. Do you think that or do you think this was a behavior that he had all along? No, this was his behavior all along. They started wiretapping King because they found out he had communists mm-hmm. in his midst. Uh, Bayard Rustin, there's a movie on him about him that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama made on Netflix that talks about his relationship with King. Bayard Rustin was openly gay uh, uh, communist. He went down to the Montgomery bus boycott and he saw King and introduced King to Stanley Levinson. Mm-hmm. Stanley Levinson was a very rich communist that lived up in New York, about 15 years older than King. Stanley Levinson was the number one communist in America. He was connected to Moscow. He got Moscow to send the money over and bankroll most of the whole civil rights movement. Stanley Levinson was giving King the, the, the equivalent of $100,000 a year back then out of communist pockets. Um, they found out that King had these communists in his midst, and this is well documented. They knew about Stanley Levinson. J.J. Jagger Hooper found out about all of it. And, they, and the government wanted the civil rights movement to work because the number one tool that the communists were using against America was how they were treating black people. Mm-hmm. And and that was the way they were always ridiculing the United States of America. So they needed the civil rights movement to work. And King was the guy that they chose to press it. Well, they found out that King had these comments in his midst. And Bobby Kennedy, Dick DeLos from, 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 from the Justice Department, and John Kennedy told King, so mm-hmm. you got these communists in your midst, they got to go. King said to get rid of them. He didn't. Okay. Hoover was still watching these communists. He found out that there was a meeting in Dorchester, Georgia, where all these communists were going to meet. Hoover set up some cameras to see who was going to be there. And Martin Luther King Jr. showed up in this nest of spies. Hmm. Hoover then took the pictures to Bobby Kennedy and said, I thought he was going to cut these guys loose. And Bobby Kennedy ordered the wiretaps to be put on King after he saw he had lied to him. The wiretaps picked up King's activities. They picked up his orgies, his drunkenness. Um, uh, 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 his, 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 his crazy behavior, uh, the fact that he was meeting with these communists, and they said, we are so invested in this guy, we can't give this information to the press, but we got to watch him to make sure that he doesn't do something stupid with these communists and use the black community to do a revolution here in America, a violent revolution. So that's why he was being watched, not to destroy the civil rights movement, just to make sure that the communists didn't manipulate him into doing something that would help destroy America. So, I, you know, we we kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole once I started on your podcast and your article, and we were looking at why uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was uh, assassinated. And then we noticed that all of these, like you were saying, they were wiretapping him and they found out about the extramarital affairs, but all of those files have been, have, are sealed until 2027. So what do you, yeah. th- why do you think he was, assa- who do you think assassinated him? And what do you think are in those files? 
the, the, the King had a lot of people around him who were FBI informants. Some people say, you know, Jesse Jackson from the, how he was acting after King was assassinated. Jesse, uh, uh, put, Jesse Jackson got a T-shirt, put fake blood on it, and left and went. And, 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 and Ralph Abernathy said that when he turned on the TV the next day, he saw Jesse on the Today Show with the fake bloody shirt on saying that Dr. King, he was holding Dr. King's head, and Dr. King was telling him to carry on the civil rights movement. Wow. Um, uh, wow. all, and yeah, this is, this is documented. Jesse wow. Jackson. And then he, 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 he had already set up a promotional tour to go on all the talk shows the day after King died with a fake bloody shirt on to take over the civil rights movement. So there was a lot of stuff going on in the civil rights movement during that time. A lot of shenanigans. Some people say that it wasn't a political assassination at all. Some people say that one of the men who came, King was messing around with some man's wife and he hired the hit man to, to kill King. A lot of stuff that's coming out, they sealed it because, again, people try to say that J. Edgar Hoover hated Martin Luther King Jr. and that he wanted to destroy the civil rights movement. If he had done that, he would have released all, he would have released all those files to the press. Hoover had, had hidden those files. Nobody knew about this until a bunch of liberals broke into the FBI office and stole the COINTELPRO files and then turned them over to the Washington Post. So Hoover didn't release this stuff. The liberals released it. They were the ones that did it. Hmm. So, Martin, so Martin Luther King's lifestyle, the way he was carrying himself, the things he was doing, had put him in so many compromising positions. It's no telling who killed him. Hmm. Now, they, they've taken his death and they've called it a political suicide. But who knows? They, they never, ever gave a reason why, why they say James already killed King. They, they, they do not have a motive to this day uh, why, they, why they say James O'Reilly killed Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And James O'Reilly always said he didn't do it. So, you know, King was who he was. I don't know why he's being celebrated. I don't see anything that he really accomplished for black people in America. Uh, if they are celebrating him, they're celebrating him for keeping black people down at the bottom because that's exactly wow. where black people are. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Well, Vince Everett Ellison, follow him on anywhere podcasts are found. I followed you on Spotify. Me on too. Twitter as well. The, um, you can look up the movie, Will You Go to Hell for Me? And also uh, numerous books that he's written. Do you have anything uh, new uh, coming down the pike behind this uh, podcast? Well, yeah, I'm going to have a book coming out um, probably around March or April called The End of Tolerance. Mm. Uh, I'm going to talk about how the left has used tolerance to um, to to dupe Christians and Americans mm. into allowing all types of terrible behavior. Great. Uh, and now it's time for us to push back and mm. say that we will not tolerate this stuff. And we're not going to tolerate these drag queens going into schools, taking their behinds and our children's faces. Mm-hmm. You transitioning our children yeah. without, our, without, without knowing anything about Maybe it. Maybe you should send, you... send a signed copy to the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He, he definitely he definitely needs it because we have to stop tolerating this. Yeah, we have to start standing up again. Absolutely. And so, and this is part of why I I'm, I'm telling people about um, the Martin Luther King thing. It's not just a ridiculed King. We have to stop believing mm-hmm. that our unalienable rights come from government. Yeah. We have to stop believing as Christians mm-hmm. that we uh, believe in Jesus Christ. He can do all things, but we have to march in the streets to ask the government for the crumbs to fall call from their table. You cannot have two gods. You can't have two masters. You will love one and hate the other. That's our Bible. And the Democratic Party, because of what Martin Luther King taught, black people follow the Democratic Party as their new God. He didn't tell us to turn to God. 
as he should have as a Christian minister. He told us to turn to government. He was a political figure. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. not a, 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 he did not tell people to turn to Christ, turn to God. He didn't do what Billy Graham did and brought people to the cross mm-hmm. and told us that we, you know, he tried to use government to force a Christian concept on America. Right. His concepts of brothers and all this kind of stuff were aspirational. Mm-hmm. But it's not government's job to force that at the barrel of a gun. We are supposed to go to our churches, our synagogues, and our mosques. And we're supposed to do this because we love one another. But you can't bring the government down with a gun and put it to a guy's head and say, you're going to like this black person or we're going to kill you and right. make that going to work. So it didn't work. We're more segregated now than we were before the civil rights movement. Black education is worse. The black family is destroyed. The black educational system is destroyed. Why? Because we turn to government yeah. and didn't turn to God. And that all came from the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King. VinceEllison.com is the web- website. Thank you so much, Vince, and, and best of luck to you on that podcast. Can't wait to see the new book. Thank you, Liz. It's my pleasure.